You're listening to Purpose Inspired, a podcast series by myself, Wayne Visser. This season is based on my book, Sustainable Frontiers, Unlocking Change Through Business, Leadership and Innovation. Unlocking Change Through Future Fitness A test for future fitness. Are you fit for the future? Will your product, organization, community, city or country survive and thrive in 10, 20, 50 or even 100 years? We live in a world that is changing faster and challenging us more than ever before. Great progress has been made in lifting people out of poverty, advancing scientific frontiers, connecting the globe with technology and making knowledge more accessible. At the same time, there are disturbing trends of increasing inequality, catastrophic destruction of ecosystems and loss of species, pervasive corruption, increasingly volatile and dangerous climate change, waves of forced migration and floods of refugees, a rise of religious extremism and the omnipresent threat of terrorism. The question is, how can we, as individuals, businesses, communities and policymakers, prepare for the future? How can we maximize our chances of success, not only by being ready, but also by helping to shape the future that we desire? I think it helps to view future fitness in two ways. In terms of alignment, in other words, fitting like a jigsaw piece into the bigger picture of an emerging world. And in terms of agility, in other words, building up the kind of fitness that allows quick reflexes and strong performance in response to future conditions. The biggest trends in society and our most enduring ideals, suggest that there are five key criteria for future fitness. Our products, organizations, communities, cities or countries must be safe, smart, shared, sustainable and satisfying. I call these the five S's of future fitness, which we could summarize as follows. Safe. Does this product, organization, community, city or country protect and care for us? Is it healthy, secure and resilient? Example indicators might be occupational health and safety, toxicity, risk and emergency preparedness. Smart. Does this product, organization, city, community or country connect and empower us? Is it helping us to be more educated, connected, responsive? Indicators might include connectivity, access to knowledge, research and development investment. Shared. Does this product, organization, community, city or country include and value us? Is it fair, diverse and inclusive? Indicators might be value distribution stakeholder participation, and diversity. Sustainable. Does this product, organization, community, city or country protect and restore our environment? Is it renewable, enduring and evolutionary? Indicators might be externality pricing, footprint analysis and renewability.
and satisfying. Does this product, organization, community, city or country fulfill and inspire us? Keywords are, is it beneficial, beautiful and meaningful? Indicators might be quality standards, levels of satisfaction or happiness. These visions of the future can help to guide our actions in the present. As the Cheshire Cat so wisely put it in Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. So, according to the five S's, where are we going? A safe future is one in which our products, organizations, communities, cities and countries do not damage our health and well-being. Rather, they minimize our exposure to toxins, sickness, disease and danger, allowing us to feel physically and psychologically secure. Examples include the Zero Toxics campaign in the textiles industry, General Electric's Health Imagination program, Free Play's off-grid fetal heart rate monitor, and HP's Global Social Innovation in Health program. A smart future is one in which our products, organizations, communities, cities and countries use technology to better connect us to each other and allow us to share what we value most. They also facilitate more democratic governance by allowing us, as customers or citizens, to give direct, immediate feedback. Examples include IBM's Smarter Planet initiative, Karmayog's online corruption reporting system, Wikirate, A Little World, and the World Wide Web's Foundation Index, the Web Index. A shared future is one in which our products, organizations, communities, cities and countries address issues of equity and access by being transparent about the distribution of value in society and working to ensure that benefits are fairly shared and diversity is respected. Examples include GlaxoSmithKline's patent pool, the Green Exchange, Kickstarter's crowdfunding site, the Fair Trade Foundation, the E. Chopal Farmer Empowerment Digital Scheme and the Occupy Movement. A sustainable future is one in which our products, organizations, communities, cities and countries begin to operate within the limits of the planet by radically changing resource consumption patterns and ecosystem impacts. This includes a shift to renewable energy and resources, closing the loop on production and moving to a low-carbon society. Examples include Interface's Mission Zero, Unilever's Sustainable Living Plan, Energy Surplus Houses and Cradle-to-Cradle Certified Companies. A satisfying future is one in which our products, organizations, communities, cities and countries produce high-quality services that satisfy our human needs, as well as enabling a lifestyle and culture that values quality of life, happiness, and other indicators of well-being. Examples include Six Sigma Quality Systems, B Corps or For Benefit Corporations, Good Guides Product Rating System, 
New Economic Foundation's Happy Planet Index and the slow food and downshifting movements. The way to apply future fitness thinking is to test the anticipated stocks and flows in society against these five criteria. For example, do the projected stocks of nature, infrastructure, institutions, people and capital suggest that our product, organization, community, city or country will be more or less safe, smart, shared, sustainable and satisfying? Likewise, do the expected flows of materials, energy, knowledge, money and products suggest a future that is more or less healthy, inclusive, connected, renewable and fulfilling? In the final analysis, our hope for the future is based on creating a better world tomorrow than we have today. A society that gives more freedom and fulfilment to our children and grandchildren than we have enjoyed. The Kaleidoscope 5S Future Fitness Framework is just one way to crystallize what a better future could look like and to galvanize our efforts in shaping the products, organizations, communities, cities and countries that could turn such a bright vision into reality. How Web 2.0 is shaping the future of business the five S's are by no means mutually exclusive. On the contrary, they represent a complex set of overlapping and interweaving dynamics. For example, we're seeing how movement towards a smart future can also help to create a more sustainable future. Let's explore this synergy a bit further. How is the Web 2.0 revolution shaping the sustainability agenda? Wikipedia defines Web 2.0 as web applications that facilitate interactive information sharing, interoperability, user-centered design, and collaboration. The term owes its origins to a 1999 article by IT consultant Darcy Danucci, which challenged programmers to adapt to the spread of portable web-ready devices. The concept was broadened out in 2005 by online media pioneer Tim O'Reilly, who gave contrasted Web 1.0 and Web 2.0 using examples. Double Click versus Google AdSense, Britannica Online versus Wikipedia, Personal Websites versus Blogging, Publishing versus Participation. Directories or taxonomy versus tagging or folksonomy, and stickiness versus syndication, to mention but a few. In 2006, Don Tapscott and Anthony Williams showed how Web 2.0 was set to disrupt how markets operate and how businesses are organized. They called this new paradigm Wikinomics, defining it as the effects of extensive collaboration and user participation on the marketplace and corporate world. Wikinomics, they said, is based on four principles. One, openness, which includes not only open standards and content, but also financial transparency and an open attitude towards external ideas and resources. Two, peering, 
which replaces hierarchical models with more collaborative forums, for which the Linux operating system is a quintessential example. 3. Sharing, which is a less proprietary approach to, among other things, products, intellectual property, bandwidth, and scientific knowledge. And 4. Acting globally, which involves embracing globalization and ignoring physical and geographical boundaries at both the corporate and individual level. Another Web 2.0 building block is Chris Anderson's concept of the long tail, named after the area of a statistical distribution curve where it approaches but never quite meets the axis. Anderson's breakthrough idea was that in a Web 2.0 era, selling less to more people is big business. The long tail questions the conventional wisdom that says success is about generating blockbusters or superstars, those rare few products and services that become runaway bestsellers. Anderson sums up his message by saying that the long tail of available variety is longer than we think. It's now within reach economically, and all those niches, when aggregated, can make up a significant market. And the long-tail revolution has been made possible by the digital age, which has dramatically reduced the costs of customized production and niche distribution. Through the Web 2.0 lens of Tapscott and Williams's four principles of openness, peering, sharing and acting globally, plus another principle derived from Anderson's long-tail concept, that of mass customization, let's take a look at the sustainable future of business. Net value footprinting and forensic impact analysis. Net value footprinting. Business has evolved over the past two decades from being highly opaque to gradually embracing a more transparent disclosure practice. This has been a result of regulation, such as the toxic release inventory in the United States, which requires thousands of American companies to report over 650 toxic chemicals, as well as voluntary efforts, such as the Global Reporting Initiative, which develops sustainability reporting guidelines. In a Web 2.0 world, however, transparency requirements are taken to another level. Companies are expected to go beyond GRI-based reporting to measure and disclose their impacts across the entire product life cycle or value chain. This process of quantifying businesses' economic, social and environmental costs to society is sometimes called full-cost accounting or internalizing externalities. I call it net value footprinting. Net value footprinting is being pioneered by the likes of Patagonia with their footprint chronicles, Puma with their environmental profit and loss statement, the economics of ecosystems and biodiversity or TEEB, and the global footprint network. Forensic Impact Analysis While progressive companies are steadily improving their transparency, there will also be millions of irresponsible companies that try to fly under the radar of regulation and public scrutiny. 
in an effort to be lowest cost producers or preferred suppliers to big brand multinationals, they will deliberately externalize social and environmental costs by running polluting operations that exploit cheap labor and abuse human rights. But in a Web 2.0 world, these rogue businesses will be caught and exposed through the emerging practice of what I call forensic impact analysis. This will happen through a combination of traceability technology, which finds the electronic footprints left by all businesses in the supply chain, forensic substance analysis, which can identify the source of fibers, chemicals, and other product components, and vigilant activists and consumers who will capture malpractices on mobile phones using photographs, videos, and audio recordings, and leak these via online social media. Forensic impact analysis is being pioneered by the food industry, which uses barcodes or RFID tags and other tracking media to monitor every step of their production process. GrapeNet in India is an example. Other examples include Karmayog, which allows online whistleblowing on corruption in India, and WikiLeaks, which exposed Trafigura's dumping of toxic waste along the Ivory Coast.